The theme for the afternoon talk is the power of happiness, joy and gladness. We are engaged in a process here and it, uh, it is a process which is a deepening process. It is a process also of exploration, of meditation, which has a long history to it. Women and men have gathered in uh, groups, small and large, for 2,600 years and engaged in same or very, very similar one as we are engaged in at this time as the living generation. And in this uh, process there is a certain concentration due to the uh, form of the retreat but it is important to remember and keep in heart and mind that much of what we engage in here is suitable and worth remembering into the daily life circumstances and if remembered and applied into the daily life circumstances it will make a real quality difference to the daily life if applied so in the exploration of the going deep just like to give some uh, short reminders here then speak to in more uh, detail this keep in touch and in tune with the actual practices uh, which are taking place. There has been encouragement, of course, as a thread, a theme, which consistently is running through the period of time of the mindfulness of breathing. It is not an absolute. There is not uh, an instruction to constantly be with the mindfulness of breathing, but it does serve as a precious and valuable reference point so we connect in, we touch in with the breathing process regularly uh, through the day and then the encouragement from that is the connection with the experiencing of the body in this experiencing uh, of the body it, it, is, it is to experience it mindfully clearly and with a, a genuine presence. Very easily we bring the old view and attitude and idea to the body which we have believed in and identified with for far too long. What I have in mind here is in the relationship to the body there is a view which assumes it is true and the consistent view that we have is one or two or going backwards and forwards one is I the self the me, the ego that notion of I it arises and it identifies with the organic life which has got the name body, I am the body it shows itself in the view which arises I am sitting here the I 
has no capacity to sit it is an I it is the form which is organic life which is combined of elements which is manifesting through this process of life and therefore a significant change to be made instead of I am sitting here for which there is no evidence there is seeing clearly that this formation bodily formation with its feet, arms, legs, arms, hands and the rest of, the, uh, of it has formed together it is a physical formation it has come obviously out of the nature of the elements we have appeared we, this has appeared in this uh, world and it has one significant aspect to it and that is it comes with consciousness that a human being has the capacity and this is a remarkable one of being very very conscious of this physical experience and the other view which accompanies this view very common is to shift from an identity with the body I am sitting here I am tall, short, fat, young, old I, I, I to shift and it, we can easily switch over turn over to another view which we equally believe and in that view it makes a possession of the body there is an ownership and in the ownership it is my body this is my leg my arm uh, my uh, uh, knees, back my pain, whatever it might be and we don't even realise that the two views which seem so real to each other are in complete contradiction how could that which one identifies with and this is who I am I am this body, I am tall, short, fat, thin etc then another view comes in in which there is a space between I, the, this space, the my and it's a possession my body and both of these views are very damaging for clarity and wisdom because there is no fundamental truth in it they are cancelling each other's out I can't be the body and, then, and, own, and have a body but equally important to this is the intimacy of the relationship to the body to this formation of organic life we can see because consciousness confirms this through direct experience and evidence that in the relationship we have with the body the condition of the heart and mind condition of consciousness of perception has an influence on the body the two events called three really consciousness heart, mind, which includes thought and feeling, and body, mutually influence each other because of this closeness of it. Somebody says something to you, whatever they may be, and you are, we, we find it very embarrassing what has just been said to us. It can have such an impact in the moment 
that the colour of our skin goes from, if you like me, a whitey, from an anemic white to sudden pink and red. That, just because somebody said something to us, our, we can experience some fear or contraction around something and immediately we can feel the impact of that in the stomach with some kind of tightness which is taking place. Somebody says something to us which is humorous and uh, funny and uh, uh, playful and the impact of her or his words uh, to us touch us, it makes us laugh and we feel sometimes the whole body responding. Vibrations and sensations, the whole body is changed in its sensations and feelings through that interaction. The heart, mind, consciousness and the body has a really close relationship, clearly. And part of this practice and this exploration here and in the daily life, one important aspect has just mentioned to you. Is it possible to see this organic life with care and respect, that means, that means to be conscious, in such a way that the relationship to it is getting steady and the contribution as this ancient teaching passing through 2,600 years, that's just over a hundred generations there, has a voice for us to apply to see what influence is my heart, mind, consciousness having on the body. And that noticing of that, so we get in the, the first uh, flow here, am I remembering every day here without exception, not only to experience the body, but quite purposefully, if needed, to bring more calmness to the body. Because if we forget this, if we take the physical for granted, and slowly but gradually, stress is building in the body, tension, I've not noticed this interdependence, of heart, mind and body together so the body is vulnerable to the present sometimes in happy and joyful ways and sometimes in painful ways and in that intimacy of the two that touch upon the two if it's difficult and painful the body will absorb that difficult memory that uh, circumstance from the past that is resident in the body then comes another difficult situation in our life that then also impacts so one has got the difficult situation of the old which because there wasn't a practice for us of experiencing the body calming the body working with it and the new the collision whoa is it any is it surprising but sometimes with the physical experience through time we can feel quite overwhelmed feel it's very very difficult to cope with because in fact we're dealing not only with the difficult present whatever that may be about 
but we're dealing with a quiet, unnoticed, ignored accumulation from the past and the two go together. And it's this practice, as a practice there, to find ways to experience the body, calming of the body, and in the calming uh, of, the, of the body, to trust that the problematic physical formations, with the calmness, begin to break up. They actually begin to dissolve. They are not carved in the rock. And it can be, and some of you report this, that in the settling into the process which is taking place, though there may be old unresolved physical issues, whatever that may be about, <coughs> from, from um, um, an accident to a sickness to a painful emotional uh, mental circumstance, though that impact has left its formations, in the calming of the body, it's not holding it together. And in its not holding of it together, it will break down, it will begin to dissolve, because for it to hold together, there has to be a contraction around it. Nothing can hold together without a contraction. And one of the major contractions which we as human beings experience on the earth is a contraction which is this pain in the body, this is happening to me. It isn't. It's a belief system. It is happening, yes. But the view is so strong, so the me, and I hope you're still with me. So the me is not an independent, self-existent, detached one from the experience. It's not there is me, self, powerful, independent, who is having to suffer all of this pain out of the body, this trauma out of the body, this this unhappiness, this memory of the, of, of the body. The me does not have any independent existence. And what that means is the me comes with baggage. And the baggage it comes with is memory. The baggage it comes with, this is happening to me. And when there is experience of the body, without the calming of the body, that impact on the being with the memory which forms the eye, is the formation of the eye, put the two together, it's called hell. Because the view is it's happening to me, this is my suffering, this is my life, and sometimes even more strongly, I am creating my own suffering, which is one big ego statement for a start. And therefore we want to say, can I make such a shift in which I'm not carrying the baggage, which is what the self is, what the I is all about, it's a baggage, and seeing without the baggage, ah, 
there is this body. This body has these difficult pains and difficulties. This body uh, is experiencing this. This body is aging. This, is, this body is going through this, whatever it might be. And that, keeping the eye and the baggage out of the story, will provide us with a space to witness and explore the bare experience and not double it, not increase it, because we're not carrying all the baggage of, oh me, oh my, this is happening to me. It's happening, yes, there's no denial, there's no suppression, but we're not inflicting wood on the fire. And this is what the ego, the I and the my so easily and quickly does. And if we, ca- pardon me, if we carry that into our uh, variety of circumstances in life and we remember, breathe in, breathe out, experience in the body, calm the body, experience the body, calm the body, that will then contribute to a more clear relationship so then we can attend without fear and without anxiety because that's an ego trip without fear and without anxiety the event and address it because the eye and the mind is not caught in a hook of history and one doesn't have to work out all this past history You do not have to go into a massive degree of personal or other self-psychology. Just don't carry the baggage of the history by seeing it's just nature. It's just the phenomena which is going on and there's more space as I mentioned there. And then, (coughs) a bit of water on the subject uh, here. to take a a diversion away as I I like to do I'm not sure if it's to give Christopher some relief from the talk or you but anyway I I was having a look the other day at uh, there's a a festival in Edinburgh Edinburgh is a rather beautiful city in in, in Scotland and uh, um, um, hopefully um, Scotland will gain its uh, independence at some point from its southern neighbours <laughs> which is where I live and I many years ago flying into Scotland from I can't remember where it was a beautiful summer's day we looked out and I don't know if you've been to Scotland and the, the Scottish highlands and the rolling area and the pilot with his deep Scottish voice and ladies and gentlemen <laughs> this is Scotland it's the kingdom of heaven he said but we have neighbours from hell (laughs) 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 alright so while there's a lovely festival in uh, uh, in in Scotland uh, in Edinburgh and it's a comedy festival every summer and then the people who go to it and the reporters they uh, um, they write down many, many, many comedians go to tell their one-liners, you know, it's a gig and then they write down some of their favourite one, one, 
that one line. So I was, I was sitting there, I thought, I don't know if the humour will come over to the Middle East, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, to try it. So I've been happily married for four years out of 15 years. <laughs> what is unnatural in the eyes of God? Contact lenses. <laughs> Someone stole my antidepressants. I hope they will be happy. <laughs> I've decided to sell my vacuum cleaner. What's a vacuum cleaner? Yeah. I decided to sell my vacuum cleaner. It was gathering dust. <laughs> All right, <enough. laughs> Water time. <laughs> when I was about ten years of age, I was. I still remember hearing these memories from the past. And the school teacher in the classroom, he, uh, he called each one of us up. I mean, ten years of age, what a question to ask. And he said to each of us in the, in, in the class, when you grow up, what do you want to be when you grow up? So, children said, oh, I want to be whatever, a train driver, I want to be a pilot, um, you know, and, uh, and I want to be a mom, and I want to be a dad, and I want to be, I want to be rich, so it was my turn. And he said, Christopher, what do you want to be when you grow up? So I said, I want to be a comedian. And the teacher started laughing, <laughs> and the kids started laughing, and I said, you see, I'm going to be a good comedian. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the uh, subject. Right. So then the exploration then moves into the uh, area of, of happiness and the power of happiness and joy and gladness. Not for itself, by the way, it's not how it's to be looked at there. And it isn't uh, easy, we've had a little bit of discussions about this between us, to have a sense or know the difference between, and it's not absolutely, of course, happiness and joy. But there's an essential um, difference in, in, the, uh, in the English here. Happiness is actually, like, with some humour and laughter, uh, uh, as we had a few moments ago, whatever, Actually, quite often it either moves the body, <laughs> laughter, or it actually, in the, in the releasing of the happiness, it's actually felt in the body. Sometimes it kind of warms the body up, it's felt through the, the cells of the body, and there's much appreciation in the tradition, in the practice, in the, and in humanity, in these experiences of happiness. And one of the features of the, the touch of happiness is that in the impact on us, it can be quite strong. Uh, the humour, the sudden meeting with somebody, the release of 
energy in the meditations and much much more it's strong but with it most of the time it's strong and short-lived you know we, we feel we experience a real happiness about something whatever that might be and it's strong and it's short-lived with the experiencing in this case of the mindfulness uh, of the of the body uh, there it's precious to notice and to be subtle and connected enough to feel the body feeling this happiness there is something healing uh, expressing itself it opens up cells in the, uh, the body and, and it gives some expansion to the being there and we need happiness it's as it said so often amongst the poets it's the food from the gods because sometimes it does come to us um, really uh, un unexpectedly just, we just respond uh, to it and as has been pointed out with the, uh, uh, the, the instructions and so forth the sense of happiness can relate to the past, present and future we have a mindfulness which genuinely can explore uh, all, all three and uh, sometimes here I just, I've, I've got here a couple of my uh, books here just to take a, uh, a, ref a, a reference uh, here and sometimes in the happiness which comes in the experience of it uh, which comes it can bring out of the being the wish to of course recognize it know it and sometimes out of the happiness to actually write it down and there have been times with you which teachers of course have uh, touched upon where in the shared interview which takes place it may happen that what you share with us and what we share with you it touches a spot it's as though it is something a person, the practitioner in this case something which needs to be heard it is heard and that may bring a response out of us and we feel that happiness in that moment and sometimes we have a fresh in the happiness a fresh view about working or handling a situation and then we go back perhaps to our room we have our piece of pen and paper or whatever uh, it, it, it may be and because we feel happy and glad in this case it's a mixture of the two happy and glad to uh, have some potential to change something we might wish to we might wish to write it down and in that there is a quiet joy taking place in the being as we write down to help us understand some process or something we need to remember so out of one communication I'm talking about the one-to-ones here and other situations there there can be the happiness of ah, here's a fresh way of looking a gladness that this took place 
a wish to make some communication with regard to that and out of that communication uh, with that there is a, a quiet joy the joy as distinct from the happiness joy is often deeper and more sustainable the quiet joys of life a uh, one of those in the uh, the uh, world of the world of the of the poets the song that's this one, the word here is is a metaphor for the, for the deep so catch the song where judges lose their grasp then throw off the wish to please the powers around let go no more of the living dead for you so climb outside the coffin screw and nail you saw above beyond where skylarks flew and see expanse of you that the gods do hail you live upright with vision firm and true and then you know what's right and new for you and the heart of the poem the soul uh, of the of the poem there is we have a sense of the song of life we let go of the living dead that means those who judge us who keep us confined who keep us in a coffin of fear of the opinions of others and we give ourselves the opportunity to really like the skylarks to fly to feel the expanse and the freedom of not living under the shadow of anybody in this world either by pursuing of approval or fear of their disapproval you live upright with vision firm and true and then you know what's right and new for you and we have this tremendous power to explore this it's not that far away there are times when we've had the quiet power to make a decision to stand out and to free ourselves up and not feel in this imprisonment to the behavior of others the views and opinions of others the demands of, uh, of others and we can find ways to accommodate that but not to take it in because we lose our soul here we lose the depth of our, uh, our being we become second hand creatures we forget to live true and upright and forget to, to find out what's new in life and the uh, 
thread, the thread with the discourse, the, the thread with the mindfulness of breathing, in a way is a contribution to us to remember to breathe in and out, to stand steady, to be true to something which is hard to explain to ourselves and others uh, there. And if we breathe in and out, experiencing and calming the body, experiencing and calming the mental formations, this itself begins to release naturally, organically, our birthright. And our birthright is happiness. Our birthright is joy. That's quiet sustaining of the joys in life. And our birthright as, as well is the experience of gladness. Yeah. It could sound like there is some avoidance or denial or flight from the problematic kind of heart-mind formations. And it can be, and some of you have spoken of this and experienced this, sometimes in the kind of, um, perhaps a, an analogy here, there's the, uh, the cooking pot and you put some water in it and, and one drops a few potatoes in the cooking pot. Perhaps some of you do this at home. And after a little while, the water, of course, gets warmer and warmer. But floating up to the surface uh, of the water is that black froth, understand, from the potatoes. And, not, and that comes up to the top of the... Thing. And then one might get the scoop or spoon and just scoop off. This is called a meditation retreat. It's the same event. You, you sit on the gas cooker and you're settling in. There are a few potatoes inside. Sometimes a few kilos of them. And while you're there and you think, well, I'm, I'm, all, I'm hearing all of this about happiness and joy and gladness, but all this froth, black froth from the past and the present is, uh, is uh, sur uh, surfacing. Experiencing the body, calming the body. Experiencing the heart-mind, calming the, the heart-mind. And it can be out of that experience, uh, experiencing that. We also, because it's a formation, it's a very um, key key uh, word, it's, you can hear it's obviously used a lot, a formation, I said we shouldn't use the Pali word, but in this case forgive me, no don't forgive me, is samkara, sam is together, kara is an activity, so there is an activity of coming together, if you, you, if you take anything you like, anything, 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 you've got the point? <laughs> This is a sankara. Why? It's had a lot, a lot of, and anything else, uh, factors which have brought this together. You know, the engineers, the designers, the factories, the, 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 the sellers, the buyers, the, 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 all the bits and pieces in it, etc. It, it is a sankara uh, there. Just as that is confirmed with the outer, so so confirmed with you. It's a sankara. 
it's an activity which is formed together and sometimes that activity which is formed uh, together is beautiful beautiful happiness is formed together gladness is formed together joy, inner peace and mm, insights, realizations huge amount can come together in our life and sometimes we say to other God, finally my life is coming together means the formations in a healthy and precious way are forming together when it's difficult the formations which are difficult what is the insight or the necessity for the change so that it stops forming together I mean it's pretty simple with this I just put the battery out game over switch it off drop it I better put it down carefully I'm a mindfulness teacher <clears throat> so quite often the view arises because we, we, we hear it every day in these circles oh I have the formation I have to let it go there's not a chance it's a myth it, 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 it's part of the spiritual Buddhist uh, rhetoric it's time to drop this letting go idea it's a nice idea I hear it every, every day, it's boring and the thought arises oh I have to let it go the thought I have to let it go it could be as an example you're thinking, thinking, thinking thinking, thinking madly you're thinking and in all of that the thought arises because you've read it in a book or listened to one of us pathetic teachers say let it go how could I must no thank you I must let it go which is just a thought let go of a whole stream of thought how is that going to happen how can a thought I should let it go I must let it go end a load of thought it's impossible it's the wrong understanding and it might not even be a thought it might be something much bigger than a stream of thought and still the same boring recipe comes up let it go whatever it might be about it will not change your life this ideology it's just it's just it's a nice it's a nice it's a nice idea but pointless what is the mindfulness and the clarity and the comprehension to be able to look at something quietly through experiencing the calming of the formations and all of that as much as we can to look at it and to see what is it that needs to change here so that this particular formation crashes not about letting go it's about seeing clearly and like a house of cards you know when we kids play with the house of cards 
one just pulls out one card out of that little house of cards, one card, and the whole thing dis dissolves. Find your card. See what's the change. But not only that, in the extraordinariness of the human, ex human experience, and what is precious, we don't even have to find the insight, the card, or whatever, the insight to bring about the collapse of the formation. It happens, and it happens regularly enough, that in the process of the practice, experiencing the calmness of being, of body, heart and mind, exploring all of these practices, I hear regularly, and certainly with experience obviously uh, as well here, that in all of that, sometimes some issues which had been a problem for years and decades have completely disappeared. They have gone and they have gone forever. And the extraordinariness is one never even worked on it. Man, that's pretty good, isn't it? So often you think, if I work on it and work on it and work on it then and I'm going to put a lot of effort into it and get rid of it and do this and do that. But sometimes in the dynamics of what is forming together, something other than that has such a interest, such a curiosity, such a sense of things, that that which kept forming together, something has gone out of the view of it to the point it's just finished. It was like a bad dream. It was a bad dream. You shouldn't underestimate the power of working with, looking into, not having a slogan like let it go, and the power as well of developing as a human being and just leaving it behind. My analogy for this as a kid, I still remember Christmas snowy Christmas day I wondered like lots of other kids what am I going to get for Christmas what's Father Christmas going to bring down the chimney pot apart from soot and I came downstairs in the morning and there it was a about nine, ten yeah, a two wheeler red bike one happy bunny. Wow. Nice, bright. Happy Christmas, Chris. Happy Christmas, Chris. Oh, thanks, Mum. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, thanks. I didn't have the thought. <gasps> I've got to do, go on a retreat to learn to let go of my three-wheeler bike. <laughs> got to practice letting go of it three wheeler that's for the kids it's gone 
I'd had it for years, since I was that four or five years of age, but it's gone. No interest. I've moved on to something two-wheeler. And I don't mind cycling a two-wheeler, and I don't mind, not too much, falling off it and getting back on it, etc. But I didn't have to work on the, on the three-wheeler, letting go of the three-wheeler. And sometimes the higher vision, the deeper explorations of life, we move on, and and there's no this there's a loss of the capacity to reform together. And sometimes we need to look if we are doing that. Right, a few more uh, words. So strange a thing, our human expressions, that speak of matters we find in sessions. A funny thing, we show many faces, we convey our moods and what else graces. Like clouds we go through far more than we know, we seem apart distant from what we show. We feel our feelings, think our thoughts, we say what words say, yet much comes to naught. A game of winning a point so hard pressed, we never know the bees hum what buzz best. Our truth Sorry, one truth or other forms such a strange bond we hardly know anything that's beyond and the best of profound and deep traditions keep reminding us that in this exploration of happiness and gladness and joy in the exploration of the formations of things and in the calming of the being and in the happiness of the being there that there is a receptivity to that which is beyond it. We do not want to make our lives confined to the small, the modest, your existence, my existence, our existence. We experience concern and welfare and support for the animals, the people and the environment. It is precious. It is beautiful. If we are happy, glad, joyful human beings, with that experiencing of the calmness that was referred to, it generates a lot more energy for the service of others. That is the power of it. It is not for itself. And that the power of it means there's less time in self-indulgence. Less time about I and my. We've looked at that. We've recognized it. We've seen through it. And that energy can then flow outwardly in different directions. But still, nevertheless, with all the power and connectedness that takes place we want to take it might seem very abstract 
but we want to take an interest is there that which is beyond this finiteness which is very very close at hand which can be known and it's not restricted in any way to the events of heart, mind, body and consciousness and though that might seem kind of distant or disconnected from where we are at the present time a small request not for a belief not to have another view but in fact to take an interest in the possibility that human beings can see and know that which is much much bigger than that which we call ourself and have a sense that we rest Every day, regardless of the condition of heart, mind and body, we rest without exception in something much bigger than this small world. And the interest of that, so to speak, is a little, so to speak, a little beyond our everyday concerns. But an interest in the potential and the possibility for that and that which is beyond that does not know death Let's have our quiet minute together, shall we please? beings engaged in this great exploration of human expressions. May all beings listen to the whispers beyond ourselves. May all beings live with love and liberation. <laughs> 